The Bible Study Podcast, episode 295. Today, the Bible Study Podcast begins a study of the book of Colossians. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. As we finished up last week's episode on faith, I didn't know where we were going next. I thought maybe we would do a study on Exodus, only to my surprise to find that I've already done a study on Exodus. And so that actually led me to organize the different thematic episodes and Bible books that we have studied on the Bible Study Podcast. So if you go to that page, thebiblestudypodcast.com, you can now see the 29 different multi-part series that we have done. And having done that, one of the things I saw is that we hadn't done as many of the epistles in the New Testament, or the letters, especially the letters from Paul, as I thought maybe we had. And so we're going to jump today into the book of Colossians, and we're probably going to do at least a four-part series on the four chapters of Colossians. Before we get into the book, I want to tell you one of the reasons why I wanted to do the book. It is a short book, as I said, and... A number of years back, I was doing a lot of musical theater at our church, and so I was memorizing large portions of songs or of dialogue, and it occurred to me that since I was memorizing things, I should do some biblical memorization, and there was a time, not now, but a time a while ago, that I had the book of Colossians memorized, especially the earlier chapters, because I would repeat those over and over again, and one of the things I found is that because of that, this remains a special book to me. Its words are very, very familiar, and I'm actually going to be doing a study here, and then I'm going to be doing one at my church, and then I'm also trying to walk the kids at Juvenile Hall through the book of Colossians. So let's get into, this is a letter to the church at Colossae, and Colossae was in Asia Minor, what is now in Turkey. And it begins like this, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God, our Father. It's always interesting to look at the form of an epistle the form of a New Testament letter, because it doesn't start with who it's to, it starts with who it's from. In this case, Paul, who describes himself as an apostle of Jesus, and the word apostle doesn't get used that much these days, but it comes from the Greek word apostolos, which means to be sent. And so Paul is saying that he is someone who has been sent out. He's been sent out and he's been founding churches in Asia Minor and in Greece by the time he writes this letter, but he hasn't been to Colossae. He is not the one who started this church, as we will learn later. He describes himself as an apostle by the will of God. And we certainly have heard the story of Paul, who, as he was persecuting Christians and even having them killed on the road to Damascus in what is now Syria, was struck blind by God and met Jesus and was told that he was going to be on another path. So when he says by the will of God, he really means this was not his plan. And Timothy, and we learn more about Timothy in First and Second Timothy. Timothy is a young man, a younger pastor, who is involved in Paul's ministry. And Paul really looks at Timothy like a spiritual son. Paul himself, being a single man, had no children. But Timothy is probably the closest thing he had. And the two of them write Colossae, and they have this great greeting, the faithful brothers in Christ, in grace and peace to you. And they add on to that, starting in chapter 3, we always thank God 
the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. Paul tries to pack quite a few things in a paragraph, so let's break this down a little bit. I like the fact that when Paul writes this letter, he's only heard good things about the Colossians. He writes them with this paragraph full of love that we always thank God when we've heard of you. And I don't think he's just saying that when we hear about you, we're always glad, although that would also be a nice greeting. But he literally is saying that when we hear about you, we thank God, we pray to God and we thank him because it says when we pray for you, we thank God. And I think that As we think about the church, Paul has a picture of a church that is bigger sometimes than our picture of the church. Paul's picture of the church is not his local congregation, because in fact he is an itinerant ministry. He is someone who is apostolos. He is someone who is called, who is sent out. And so his picture of the church is bigger, and so he spends some time praying for churches that he hasn't even been to. I think that is something that would be good for us to do as well. I would challenge you, you might even think about, take the yellow pages, find the names of the Christian churches in your area, and pray for them. Because we are all in this together. We are all part of the body of Christ. It isn't your church versus my church. It isn't my church here and forget about the rest of the world. But Paul is spending time in prayer, and he's thankfully recognizing the ministry that's gone on in this place, in this church, without him. And he recognizes that that faith and love that they have, a faith in Christ Jesus and a love for all of God's people, spring from the hope stored up for them in heaven. In other words, that they are living lives that are looking forward in hope to the coming of God's kingdom and also looking forward in hope to being with God and that that has changed the way they live. It has changed the way they live and it has given them faith in Jesus and love for all God's people. And he says not only that, but we see that happening all over the place. We see this same gospel bearing fruit and growing. When Paul talks about the gospel, when he talks about the good news, as he goes to people, as he goes and spreads this message, he is talking about a word that brings hope and faith and love. And that certainly sounds like good news. And that is what our churches are called to bring also, the same words of faith and hope and love that Paul brought. And in this case, it wasn't even Paul who brought them to Colossae. It was someone we've never heard of called Epaphras. And Epaphras is one of those people who gets this little mention in the Bible and we hear nothing else about him. Because there are all sorts of people going about God's business then and now. And some of their names don't even get this much of a mention. And Epaphras is a faithful servant, a dear fellow servant, a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf. What a great mention. If you're only going to get one line in the Bible, that's a pretty darn good mention. To whom are you called to be faithful? Who are the people that you are being sent to? 
For Paul, it was the church of Ephesus, the church of Thessalonica, the church in Philippi. For Epaphras, it was this small town of Colossae. For me, it might be Cupertino or San Jose. And where would it be for you? And then to finish up the greetings, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So Paul continues to say, ever since we heard about you, we keep praying for you. Paul, I suspect, keeps a scroll with him of all the people he wants to keep praying for, all the churches, all the individuals he has encountered, and he keeps going back to it and he keeps praying for them. And he's saying, not just God, thank you for them, but God, there's something that I would like you to give them. I would like to see them continue to grow as I hear they're growing in knowledge and wisdom and understanding are the first three things he mentions. So knowledge is that we might know more things. Certainly as we do this Bible study, I am hoping that you will gain more knowledge of the Bible. And knowledge is what we gain when we understand more. I had a wonderful email from someone this week who said that they had been confused and they had prayed that God would help them with their confusion and they felt this Bible study helped them with that and that is humbling. But Paul is praying for the same thing, that they will gain knowledge. But he's also praying they will gain wisdom. And wisdom is different. Wisdom is what we do with the knowledge that we have. My grandfather was a wise man. Now, he was not a learned man. He'd only had a sixth grade education. He was someone who understood people. And as a cattle rancher, he was someone who understood cattle. And so even without a lot of knowledge, he was able to make practical good decisions in his life. And that's what wisdom is. And then he also prays that they would live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, that they would continue to be faithful servants of God, and that they would bear fruit in every good work. And bear fruit, we think of the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, long-suffering, and self-control, but also fruitful lives, lives that are productive and produce something of value, not just lives that are spent on the couch watching American Idol, but lives that have something to show for the end of the day. And they will be strengthened with all power to have endurance and patience. And there's the bad news there. The reason he is praying that they will have endurance and patience is that they will need it. They will have times that are difficult to get through. And Paul, even though he's never been to Colossae, understands that even these brothers that he doesn't know, even these sisters that he's never seen, will at times need to be able to endure difficult times. And they'll need to be patient with circumstances they cannot change. And he also prays that they would Give joyful thanks to the Father. His prayer for them is that they would be filled with joy and that they would understand that their joy comes from God who they can thank personally. And this last phrase you may have heard me mention multiple times on the show, he is qualified to share the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins. This good news, this gospel that we proclaim, that Paul proclaimed, that Epaphras proclaimed, is that God loves us 
found us when we were captives and has brought us out into a much better place, in a place where we are redeemed, bought at a price, and where we are forgiven, a place filled with God and filled with light. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris X or check out the Facebook community, facebook.com slash thebiblestudypodcast. And as always, thanks so much for listening. There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful devotional and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com.